Good day to you, Probo. Howdy, howdy. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial blah, blah, blah. Look, I'm Moonwalker and his grey beard. And we probe these little, sometimes tall alien <laughs> bastards to keep you guys safe. So raise a glass to us and let's dive into another probe. Today, we're dropping probes in Nova Scotia, Canada, in a tiny little fishing village called Shag Harbour. <laughs> Get your filthy minds out of the gutter. Yeah, you lot. <laughs> this little village is named after the Shag, a com- cormorant bird. What the hell is a cormorant? I have no idea, but I do have a picture of it there for you. That's beautiful. It looks like an elongated crow. Hold on. You said it looks like an elongated crow. Describe how that is. Because I have the picture in front of me, yet still thought someone just took a crow and just stretched it. That's exactly what I mean. But the whole body? The neck? The the upper body, including the neck. So from, like, the bird's titty upwards. (laughs) It's almost, you know, like a diplodocus. It's like a diplodocus has been shrunk way down. (laughs) And put into bird form. (laughs) Yeah. It's just got one of those weird um, S-like necks. Oh, it's like Nessie. It's like, imagine Nessie has been shrunk way down into bird-like form. Shag. Why shag? Is it a proper little, uh, what's the word, rampant bird? I don't know, actually. I don't know why it's named... The Shag. The Shag. But I feel like that's a good nickname. Like, you walk into a party and everyone's like, oh, it's The Shag. In what sense? The Shag. That's That could just mean you're easy. You're a slut. You put out. I see your... no wrong in those statements. <laughs> Depends. It's The Shag. Imagine it's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of all the ways your superhero powers could. <laughs> I was about to say, what are the powers exactly? The first thing I was thinking of is, like, you shag at the speed of a pneumatic drill. (laughs) How would that make you a superhero? (laughs) It's a bank robber. You get him by the leg and you shoved. (laughs) Uh, Anyhow. Shag. Bird. The weird mind of Kevin the Grey, ladies and gentlemen. The population of Shag Harbour is around 400 to 450 people. Little. According to Wikipedia. And this event takes place on October 4th, 1967. That's two days after one of the best days of the year. Also, if my little sister is listening, this is a terrible day. (laughs) (laughs) It was an evening just like any other until it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even gonna In the sky, four bright lights could be seen Which reportedly travelled over the town for about an hour Until there wasn't four One of the lights seemingly dipped And then plummeted into the water With extreme force Some witnessed the force of a shag (laughs) Like a pneumatic drill Some witnesses claim they heard an otherworldly whistling noise as the object fell from the sky. And as it hit the water, it made a loud reverberating boom. I was thinking in my head, this is where you're going to put in the perfect sound effect. I even know what the sound effect is, and then you do it with your mouth. (laughs) Others, however, reported that the object flashed a sequence of lights before it falls. Ooh. It was around 11.20 that it was reported that something had crashed into the waters of Shag Harbour. Shag Harbour, baby! I want to say that every time (laughs) you say Shag Harbour and I don't know why. I've got two things going around in my head over and over. Shag Harbour, baby! And the pneumatic drill sex superhero. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just about to ask you for the sound effect. <laughs> and right on cue. <laughs> Sounds like a geeky scientist. <laughs> <laughs> When he finishes, it's like a hyper beam. <laughs> Blows through the bank robber's leg. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. Could have just held on to him. The police were there. Is it a clear hole or does it blow <laughs> once, the leg off? Once he's started, he's got to finish. <laughs> uh, clear hole. I'm good. This report was made by Laurie Wickens, a local resident and four of his friends. They were driving through the village along Highway 3 when they spotted a large object falling from the sky into the water. They rushed to get a better viewpoint and when they do, they see an object floating in the water around 250 to 300 metres. That's 820 to 980 foot offshore. I'm going to say it. They saw a floater. Continue. Wickens contacts the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The Mounties! The Mounties! Ah, the Mountie was one of my favourite wrestlers as like a four-year-old. I don't know why. <laughs> he was a pretty old mid-carder. Never did anything really. He's the Mountie! Is it simply because he had a gimmick? Possibly. I think I just liked his theme tune. <laughs> I was a cool four-year-old. Shag so- Harbour, baby! So the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, who despite the name, are no longer mounted. They only use horses. (laughs) (laughs) I drank my drink incorrectly there. (sighs) They only use horses at ceremonial events. Disappointing. I'm pretty sure the animal in their logo is a bison though. I think I have a picture in here, but I cannot guarantee there is one. I looked it up, but... Whether or not I put it in. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Not me. I wrote them. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know shit. I wrote this one ages ago. Although, I wish they rode up on a bison. (laughs) Can you imagine? That would be the most terrifying, yet the coolest shit ever. Riding on a bison? Mm Mm-hmm. Hot damn. You you just wouldn't break the law. You wouldn't. (laughs) Maybe they should do that. That would keep everyone in line. Just imagine, like, you rob a bank and you come out <laughs> and there's just ten police on bisons there. And a little scientist man <laughs> wrapped around your leg like an energizer buddy. <laughs> Shag Harbour, baby! Wickens goes on to tell them that he's seen a large plane or small airliner crash into the waters of the harbour and that it was trailing some form of yellow foam-like substance. Ooh. Wickens wasn't the only person to call the RCMP. They had 11 calls in total from various witnesses. Interesting. 11 different independent witnesses. That would suggest that something has gone down. Yellow foam, what the hell would that be? Well, I did say that something went down into the water. Well, no, but... So something did go down. When you've got one witness or a couple of witnesses who are friends, you could be talking bullshit quite easily. But when you've got independent witnesses all calling in the same thing... That makes it more viable to me. Shag Harbour, baby! <laughs> I'm thinking... Oh, I just what... to say it once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking what the yellow foam could be. It could be their accelerant if we're talking otherworldly things. But before we get to there, is there an earthly explanation? Like if oil lands on the water and catches the light, can that take a yellowish 
Hugh? Wouldn't have thought so. I cannot remember seeing oil in, like when you see car oil in a puddle or anything like that, ever being yellow. I've seen Colours of the Rainbow in it. Yeah, but not specifically a red and yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Shag mama, baby! Whereas um, in the extensive films I've seen where planes have crashed into the water... I've never seen a yellow oil spill. See, you know, I'm thinking, I can't think, maybe it was a boat where I've seen, like, the diesel poured into the boat. It did have a yellowy hue, but I could be talking bullshit there. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to look it up. It's been a long time since I've been on a boat. But interesting, yeah, I like the fact that there's lots of different witnesses. Elsewhere, Air Canada Flight 305 had departed from the Halifax International Airport and was making its way to Toronto, flying over Sherbrooke and St. John. St. John! <laughs> At 3,658 feet. Air Canada Captain Pierre Charbonneau. Can I just say, when you say Air Canada, can you say it like, Air Canada! <laughs> Piss in my ass! Okay, do you want me to take that? Do you want me to rewind and do that whole thing again? Air Canada style. <laughs> totally up to you. Take it how you like. Elsewhere, Air Canada. <laughs> Flight 305 had departed from the <laughs> Halifax International Airport and was making its way to Toronto, <laughs> flying over Sherbrooke and St. John at 3,658 feet. Air Canada. Captain Pierre Charbonneau pointed out to his co-pilot, Bob. That was expected name. Captain Pierre Charbonneau. It's such a French-Canadian name. Bob. Bob. I don't trust Bob. He seems like a plant. So he points out to Bob that there was something strange on the left side of the craft. This was at quarter past seven and was documented in his report in which he claims that a brilliantly lit rectangular object with a string of smaller ones following was tracking a parallel course only a few miles away. Shit, you're bringing all the evidence here, you swine. At 7.19, they noticed a silent explosion near the craft, and then a few minutes later, another one, which then faded to a blue cloud around the object. Space war in the sky. Check, hobo, baby! <laughs> While standing at the wheelhouse of his vessel, Captain Leo Howard Mercy. Lord have mercy. Who possibly has the coolest nickname in history. No mercy. Recalls seeing four blips on his radar, which were stationary. He looked up in that direction from the vessel's window and he said he could see four bright lights in a rough rectangular formation. The whole crew of fishermen stood out on deck and watched. No mercy! Then contacted the rescue coordination centre along with the harbour master in Halifax and asked them for an explanation. Once he arrived at port he contacted RCMP and filed a report which I have a copy of below thanks to the RCMP archives. All right, before we look at this report, Harbour Master. What a cool job title. Really? I'm the Shag Harbour Master, baby! (laughs) But are you the Shag Harbour Master, or are you just... Shag Master? (laughs) The Harbour Master. (laughs) Shag Master, baby! Walk into the party. Oh, look, it's the Shag Master. You know that's what he was introducing himself as. It's the Shag Master, guy! (laughs) 
Anywho, no mercy. How? What, how did he get that name? How did Captain Mercy end up being no mercy rather than lots of mercy? He gave no mercy. In what? In the bedroom. <laughs> he was, he was shag dating. harbour master, baby. <laughs> he was dating the shag harbour master. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shag master, baby. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Probably look at this report. <laughs> you may have to zoom to get a good read. It's not unusual to see the Navy dropping things into the water. So he's looking for worldly explanations. Huh? Yogi? When the object left, it was straight up. So it dropped into the water, then just shot straight back out. Is that what this is saying? Right at the end. But no, he's talking about the others. What do you mean the others? Because there's more than one. So is he talking about a worldly craft or an otherworldly craft here? Interesting that they flew in formation. So we potentially have four different crafts rather than one connected craft. Would they fly in formation? Hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I can't see... It's like anything that flies, really, isn't it? If you get more than one, they tend to fly in formation. Well, yeah, not only does... Not crafts, like even that's animals. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Birds. Not even does the Air Force, but birds fly in formation when they're in packs, don't they? Or flocks. So Hordes. Or the green. Murders. Murderer. So it's not out of the realms a possibility that spaceships... I had, fly in formation. I had no idea that Shag Harbour, baby, was going to be so credible. Like you hear the name Shag Harbour, baby, and you just think it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, like bonkers. But it's actually really serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it even states at the bottom of the report that Captain Mercy is considered to be a reliable individual and bears a good reputation within the community. Hmm. Reliable, eh? <laughs> <laughs> The real reliable, not Greybeard's reliable. To be Trust, fair. Uh, haven't said trustworthy, <laughs> to be fair. Trustworthy is the key word, isn't it? Sightings had also been seen in Halifax at around 10pm. Both the local radio station and newsroom had been inundated with calls from the public, witnessing strange glowing objects in the sky around Halifax. God damn! God damn! <laughs> So we could have a military test going on. <laughs> if you've ever seen that meme, I think it's a Jordan Peele with sweat just pouring down his brow. <laughs> That's Greybeard right now. Following on from the call they received from Wilkins, it took around 15 minutes for two officers to arrive at the scene and they themselves witnessed something in the water. They proceeded what? to contact the RCC rescue coordination centre to advise them as they're worried about any potential passengers and to ask if any planes are currently missing. Fuck. But before they got a response, the object had started to sink. It didn't take long for a rescue mission to be assembled. Within 30 minutes of the initial crash, local fishing boats had come to help. They searched the water of the Gulf of Maine to see if they could find and rescue any survivors. They were joined an hour later by the Canadian Coast Guard from Clark's Harbour and they found nothing. No survivors, no bodies, no debris, not a single thing other than the yellow foam-like substance. Please tell me that they did a Ghostbusters and took a sample of that yellow foam. If you've got a clear yellow foam, you need to take a sample of that and shit because that's it. unusual unless you're aware that it's some sort of algae, for example. Or, like we said earlier, a fuel accelerant. So they all think it's a plane that's gone down, mm -hmm. but there's nothing there. Did anyone get there before them? In terms of who? 
I don't bloody know. MIBs? I think they would have been spotted. Maybe they shot it down with their vaporizer guns, which is why it vanished. But this motherfucker saw it sink. (laughs) 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 My brain hurts. (laughs) My head starts to spin round and round. Just continue. Jack Hopper, baby! By the next morning, the RCC in Halifax got back to them and reported that no plane was missing. All private, commercial and military aircraft were accounted for, so if this was a plane, they don't know where it came from. Outer space. The behaviour of the craft and the fact that all aircraft were accounted for led the RCC to pass the info on to the air desk at the Royal Canadian Air Force in Ottawa. They then labelled it as a UFO incident. Shit. Making it a UFO incident brings with it clout. Well, it doesn't. It brings scepticism, usually. The big boys came out to play. (laughs) The military brought in a Navy ship, along with divers from the Royal Canadian Navy. And the Shag Master. And the fleet diving unit Atlantic. They were there for three whole days. They scoured the whole area and officially reported that they found nothing. Officially. I like that word. Because that means that there's going to be an unofficial account. But a few locals have come forward saying that the military found something and that the report is a cover-up. There we go. But there is no evidence of this at this point in time. Of course there isn't. Officially. The news of the crash was huge front-page news in the Halifax Chronicle Herald, with a headline being, Is there something concrete in Shack Harbour? (laughs) The head of the Air Force's air desk, squadron leader Bain... Best name ever (laughs) was quoted as saying, We're very That's not Bane's voice. (laughs) I can't remember Bane's voice. You adopted the dark. I reported it. I'm losing it. We're very No. (laughs) Do that voice. (laughs) We're very interested in the matter. (laughs) He was quoted as saying, We're very interested in the matter. (laughs) That's Bane's real voice. We're very interested in the matter. We get hundreds of reports every week, but the Shag Harbour incident... Shag Harbour, baby! ...is one of the few we may get something concrete on. Oh, you merely adopted the Shag Harbour. I was born in it. Raised by it. Shag Harbour, baby! The reports of this incident were also investigated by the Condon Committee. (laughs) (laughs) Shag Harbour Condon Committee! I said community, didn't I? Did you? I think I did. The reports of this incident were also investigated by the condom committee. The condom community is even better. I completely <laughs> didn't clock that if that's what you said. Con- you- <laughs> <laughs> they all wear condoms on their heads. <laughs> it was investigated while, while shagging. by the condom community. They all put condoms in their heads. On their heads, <laughs> just walking around with their little <laughs> magnifying glasses and whatnot. Clipboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hello, guy. <laughs> I see you're a Durex. <laughs> Do you reckon they use it as a form of tinfoil hat? <laughs> <laughs> Stops the aliens getting to us. This is the name of the University of Colorado UFO project. A group funded by the United States Air Force Ooh. from 1966 to 1968 to study UFOs under physicist Edward Condon. <laughs> and is number 34 on the Condon list. 
Shag Harbour now has its own UFO centre. Shag Harbour, baby! Which you can see just there, Kev. That doesn't look as advanced as I was expecting. That's just a yellow house. If you see on the side of the building, it has a small sign which says UFO Center. That's written in a marker, not a proper sign. That's literally a big piece of paper that someone's written in marker on. It chronicles the sightings of the UFO and visitors can view TV documentaries, newspaper articles and other memorabilia. And there's also an exhibit on outer space. After the tour of the centre, you can browse the gift shop. Standard. The UFO gazebo and picnic area is three minutes up the road from the centre, where you can gaze out into the ocean where the crash took place. You can even book yourself onto a bus tour, Greybeard. We know how much you love buses, you bus wanker. (laughs) Bus wanker! I haven't taken a bus probably in about 15 years. (laughs) Literally at all. Why do I love buses? Because you're a bus wanker. (laughs) No. (laughs) Every year, they have a two-day festival known as the Shag Harbour UFO Festival. Baby! Aptly named. And the Royal Canadian Mint released limited edition glow-in-the-dark coins commemorating the event, which sold out immediately. Right, I want one of these coins, but more importantly, they're really freaking milking this, aren't they? <laughs> They've created a shitty little UFO research condom group. That's that's what I took from it. <laughs> this could have been like a giant bird splashing into the water. Like, n- not saying that it was an albatross, but something big like oh, yeah. that crashed into the water and everyone's just gone crazy on it and they're trying to make money for the little town because it's only got 450 people in it, hasn't it? Yep. Hmm... I was so on board until they started milking it. Before I ask you for your verdict, do you have anything you wish to ask or add? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that I have anything that I need to ask. There was lots of interesting... What year was this again, actually? 1967. 67. So drugs were rampant. The same year as the beautiful 1967 Chevy GT500. A knot being taken. Left nut (laughs) for the car. Kev's left nut, that is. Greybeards. Granville will offer his own left nut. Do you really want to touch my nuts? Do you know what? I might even offer my own... Is it legally if, binding if, if you say something on a podcast? If the car is also black and in mint condition, you'll get Kev's left nut. No. What? As well? Actually, predominantly, you'll get Kev's, and then mine will be a bonus if the car's in mint condition. I really, really hope you get an offer now. <laughs> See what so you do. Because <laughs> I'm not giving up my nut. You don't have my consent. You won't this. have a choice. <laughs> That's illegal. You've exclaimed on a podcast that you're going to do it. If my nut now goes missing whilst I'm asleep, <laughs> I think we've got enough evidence to go for you. I'm just going to claim that you've done it and you just wish to blame me. Why would I do it? <laughs> I don't know. For a car? Oh, Shag Harbour, baby. Shag Harbour, baby. I know you shouldn't make assumptions, but the fact that it is such a small town does also make me curious. Like, one person says they saw something... Then everyone hops on board, creates a bit of hysteria. They're all at the pub. You're out for it too! Well, I saw it too, you know! <laughs> I have no idea what that impression was, <laughs> but let's roll with it. It was a British Canadian. 
I saw it too, guy. What's that on the boot? Oh, shit. This is one of the ones where my ass is splintering because I'm so skeptical now that they're like trying to rinse it and the facts of the matter. But then we do have that official report. Oh, but there was nothing in the water. There was nothing in the water. Ah. Except yellow foam. Why didn't they take the foam? I do not know. If they'd have taken the foam, I'd have been happy putting my nuts on the line. Don't get excited. But the fact they didn't take the foam makes me suspicious. So I don't think that I can say that it's aliens. But it's Shag Harbour, baby! Shag Harbour, baby! You're saying it's not aliens, it's Shag Harbour, baby! Yeah. Well, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to say, but it was the people of Shag Harbour. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go for this one. <laughs> no, I'm with you in terms of there's no evidence. And the fact that no one took the yellow foam, there was no test done on it. Yeah. I would assume they know what it is. Now that they have a UFO festival, they have the glow-in-the-dark coins, they have the UFO center, they have things that attract people to Shag Harbor. Yeah, they want the story to grow. I mean, you'd kind of want to go just to say that you went <laughs> to the name, but now it gives more of a reason. It's built something for people to come to it and yeah. like a tourist spot. So I think a few people got together on the town committee and were like, how can we make this place more popular and mm. get more money into the economy? Yeah. And I think that's what they've done with this. Similar to the Little Green Man story. Precisely. And now the place has constant money coming in through people visiting it as a tourist destination mm. because of what there was or apparently wasn't. But I am happy to change my mind if there is more information. So if the military come out and go, we actually got this out of there, then... Yep. Yep. I am in. Absolutely. I, I was quite close on this one. There's some really interesting evidence. And I think had this happened in our hometown, I'd be absolutely fine going to make money of it after. But I would have investigated it more thoroughly before that. For example, yeah. getting that yellow frickin' foam. Which, like you mentioned earlier, could have just been yeah. algae. Could have been anything, couldn't it? Unless you actually do the work to evidence what you've got, then it's not enough to get me on board. But it was close. Very close. I was close. There we have it, people. Shag hubba, baby! Today's episode is not aliens. So I would like to thank you very much for listening. And... <laughs> Shag Hubba, baby! baby! Hashtag probe. probe. Baby! <laughs> probe, baby! Hashtag probe, baby! Baby!